This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Tonight we're going to continue our series, Measuring the Pilgrim's Progress, taking a deeper look into Paul Bunyan's, John Bunyan's, Sometimes the Holy Spirit lets you slip. Just kind of find out where the audience is at, and I think you're all awake now. There, there wasn't a chuckle. There was, except for Mrs. Cole. She was shaking her head all the way down from the organ. But uh, John Bunyan's work, The Pilgrim's Progress, it's an allegory. And that means that there's a lot of hidden meaning in a well-written story I believe that the Lord works through His people by His Spirit. Inspiration is done as far as the closed canon of Scripture is concerned. There's no new revelation today. At the same time, the Lord does speak through His servants. Not anything new, not anything certainly that will contradict the Scripture. But I was even thinking as Brother Mike was leading that hymn tonight, you know, our hymns are rich with biblical truth, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is directly working in, in lives in some of those hymn writers. If you've ever listened to Handel's Messiah, the Holy Spirit met with Handel. There is no doubt in my mind about that. And other literary works that you read, uh, just the biblical insights, the Holy Spirit uh, is helping to guide in truth. And as John Bunyan sat in that prison... And wrote this work so that he has something to read his, to his children when they came to see him. Uh, there is so much spiritual insight. And that's what we want to glean from as we go to the Word of God and see what the Scripture says about these things. And so, tonight we're going to be introduced to Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Mr. Worldly Wise Man. As we're measuring the progress of John Bunyan's Pilgrim, We've witnessed a man seeking to be delivered from the burden of his sin, making his way to the narrow gate. Pilgrim has just made it through the slew of despond, a swamp of desperation and discouragement, disappointment. When a man named Help assists him out of that mire, which again represents his sin, guilt, and discouragement. Pilgrim had a companion named Pliable who quits the journey when he learns how difficult it's going to be. Now Bunyan saw in his dream that when Pliable got home, his neighbors came to visit him. Some of them said he was not wise, or that he was wise, rather, for not continuing with Pilgrim. It's a hard way. You did the smart thing. You, you left that kook. My words. All right. Some called him a fool for following Pilgrim in the first place. Others mocked him for his cowardice, saying, Surely, since you began the venture, why have you, not give, why have you given out for a few difficulties? Pliable avoided his mocking neighbors for a while, but later derided poor Pilgrim behind his back to be accepted by his neighbors. 
Humans on this planet in their sins are like passengers on a sinking ship who mock others who have put on life jackets, jumped into the water, and are swimming away from the doomed vessel. They scorn and laugh together, sometimes enjoying entertainment on the deck, maybe even a drink together, all the while ignoring the reality that the ship is sinking. And on this planet, you, you might even want to look at this world, this earth is like a vessel and it's sinking. Most of those on this planet are hellbound and they don't even know it. Don't even realize it, but they are sure that those of us who proclaim the gospel, that we're the nuts who've gone off the side. Such was the state of Pliable and his haughty friends, but nevertheless, they were still in the city of destruction. Judgment was coming. And so that's Pliable. Now as Pilgrim was walking alone, he saw someone afar off crossing over the field to meet him. The gentleman's name was Mr. Worldly Wise Man. He dwelt in the town of Carnal Council, a very great town next door to the city of destruction where Pilgrim had lived. Worldly Wise Man saw that Pilgrim was struggling by his labored walk, his sighs, his groans, Thus he entered into conversation, appearing to be concerned, entered into conversation with Pilgrim. Worldly wise man said, How now, good fellow, where are you going in this burdened state? Pilgrim responds, I am burdened indeed, as ever any man, any poor creature uh, I think I have met. I am going yonder to the narrow gate before me, and there... I am informed I shall be directed into a way that will help me be rid of this heavy burden. Worldly wise man, uh, do you have a wife and children? Yes, said Pilgrim, but I am so laden with this burden that I cannot take pleasure in them. Therefore, it is as though I had no family at all. As I read those words from Pilgrim, it reminded me how often we witness a beautiful family with material possessions where a spouse or a child lives virtually alone. And we ask, why are they withdrawn? Why are they so miserable? And the simple answer is because of the burdens of sin. Have you ever had a neighbor, a family member perhaps, a friend, where it looked like this family is living the American dream. They've got whatever you could want, beautiful children, beautiful husband and wife together, wonderful home, and it's misery. Well, spiritual eyes say most likely in those situations it's simply because of people wearing the burden of sin. Some will try to escape to addiction or suicide. I've done police work in some of those homes where it's a, it's a nice home, 
The family seems to have had it all. In one particular instance, um, a military member was right at the verge of retiring. And yet there was such tension in the home that this, the husband, the father, went up to an upstairs room, took a gun and ended his life. I was there to console the wife, and then I had the responsibility to go with the wife and the mother to a back bedroom and give the news of what the father had just done to two teenage boys. And I'm walking through this nice home with these, all these possessions and all these things, but the burden was, of sin was so great and I don't even know what that was. But if you don't know Christ, you're under that burden, right? But some flee to the narrow gate. And you and I have the opportunity to be evangelists, to be help. We're going to meet others along the way that will help Pilgrim get to the foot of the cross so that he can become Christian. So Pilgrim responds to worldly wise man, Yes, but I am so laden with this burden that I cannot take pleasure in them, in his family. Again, he says, it's like I have no family at all. Worldly wise man, will you listen to me if I give you counsel? Pilgrim, if it is good, I will, for I stand in need of good counsel. Worldly wise man, I would advise thee then, that you with all good speed get rid of thy burden. For you will never be settled in thy mind till then, nor will you enjoy the benefits of God's blessings until then. Isn't it amazing that even in some of the counsel that the world gives, there's some truth mixed in there? Much of what worldly wise man just said is true. Pilgrim responds, That is what I am seeking for, to be rid of this heavy burden. But I cannot get it off myself. Nor is there any man in our country that can take it off my shoulders. Therefore, I'm going this way that I may rid, uh, be rid of my burden. Worldly wise man responded, Who told you to go this way and get rid of thy burden? Pilgrim, the man that appeared to me was a great and honorable person. His name, as I remember, was Evangelist. Worldly wise man, I curse that fool for his counsel. There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than the path that he has directed you. This you already know if you listen to my counsel. I see on you the dirt of the slew of despond, and that is just the beginning of the sorrows that will attend your way. Hear me, O man. I am older than you. You will meet with pain, hunger, perils, nakedness, lions, the sword, and in a word, death. These things are certainly true, having been confirmed by many testimonies. And should a man so carelessly cast his life away, giving heed to a stranger? I had to stop and smile. 
pilgrims giving heed to this stranger. And so let's pause again. Worldly wise man had much counsel to offer pilgrim, but his guidance, we need to understand, was more dangerous than the slew of despot. At least the burden and guilt of sin is communicating truth. It needs to be gone. This is a serious problem. The way of least resistance, though, as worldly wise man is going to teach, will always feel like the best way, especially when it comes to eternal life. Religion is okay, but don't take sin too seriously. Have you ever heard statements like this? No one's perfect. Guilt is what you make it to be. There are other ways to get rid of that burden you are carrying. Yet Jesus told us about the path to eternal life. Take a moment to look at Matthew chapter 7, again in verse 14. Matthew 7 and verse 14. And this is what Bunyan had in mind when he speaks about the narrow gate. Matthew 7, 14 says, Because straight, and that word literally does mean narrow. Narrow is the gate. In other words, it's to be entered carefully. A broader gate, you can just charge right through that. But a narrow gate... You have to navigate. You have to be careful. So narrow is the gate, and then the King James says narrow is the way. Do you know what that word narrow means? It means difficult. Okay, It's a difficult way that leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Then in the very next verse, Jesus gives this stern warning. And again, I believe that Bunyan had this in mind when he was writing, because worldly wise man is confronted or revealed in verse 15. What does it say? Beware of what? False prophets. Beware. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Within the context, it's no mistake that Jesus said, all right, to get on this right path through this narrow gate, right, it's a difficult way, and you're going to have to follow me to find that way, but what stands in, in the way and is dangerous when it comes to finding that path? False teachers, false prophets. And here he is. The worldly wise man of Bunyan's day is the psychologist the educated elitist, the community organizer, the social influencer of our day. Pilgrim understands something that these counselors are unwilling to admit, though. And here's what he says back to worldly wise man. Sir, this burden on my back is more terrible to me than all the threats that you have mentioned. I care not what I meet in the way, if so be, I can also have deliverance from my burden. Wow. And that is so true. The world says you can just get rid of your burden by just pursuing your pleasure. 
but it can't get rid of the burden. And that was the initial point that Pilgrim was making to worldly wise men. Nobody has been able to help me get rid of this burden. And we're going to discover, looking ahead a little bit, that the counsel that worldly wise man gives, it doesn't take away the burden either. And so they continue to speak, worldly wise men. How did you come by your burdens, or this burden, in the first place? And it's interesting in Bunyan's story, others don't seem to have a burden or burdens. They don't have this burden. And so worldly wise man, he acts like he hasn't got a burden either. Pliable didn't seem to have a burden. And so worldly wise man says to Pilgrim, how did you come uh, by this burden? Pilgrim's response is very interesting. By reading the book in my hand. You know, there are people that don't read the Bible because it's a burden. When they need to understand, no, we read the Bible to get rid of the burdens. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you... There you go. No, it's the truth that reveals why the burden is there and how to give that burden to God, whatever the burden is. Galatians 3.24 addresses this. We know from Scripture the law could only expose our sin. In fact, in Romans, Paul will say the law came in and it slew me. It took me down because it revealed who I really am. But in Galatians 3, verse 24, Paul also will say, but the law is also our school teacher to teach us our need for Christ. Without the law, we wouldn't understand our sinful condition, and the law taught us, no, the burden is only going to come off at the foot of the cross. You've got to go to Christ. So when Pilgrim says, the, the burden came when I was reading this book, worldly wise man responds, I thought so. It happened to you? like it has happened to other weak men who have meddled in things too high for them. That book is only a distraction and will press you to desperate measures to obtain you know not what. Now once again, I'm so thankful that God always honors faith and when we put our faith in Christ... He delivers from sin, and oh, by the way, he turns the light on so that now you can really understand spiritual truth. There's a lot at this point in Pilgrim's life he doesn't understand, but if he will stay the course and he will continue to follow the revelation that he has, he is going to be delivered. And as I thought about his life, I couldn't help but go in my mind to John chapter 9. Do remember that in that passage, we don't have time to read it all, Jesus healed a blind man. He heals this blind man. And the Pharisees come to him and they start asking all these questions. Like now he's an expert on being healed from blindness. And they say, who healed you? Well, this man, Jesus, came and, 
and, and he, he spit and put, put his hands on my eyes and, and I received his, my sight. Well, how, and they start asking all these questions. And along the way, they even accuse Jesus of being a sinner. And I love what the blind man who now sees what he told them. Uh, he answers the Pharisees and said, Whether he, Jesus, be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. And the exchange continues. They get more angry with this man. And then the scripture finally says, they cast him out. They throw him out of the temple. They're done with him. Is there hardship when you follow Christ, when you come to Christ? Certainly. But there, there wasn't a single time in this man's life where he thought, you know, I wish I was still blind so everybody liked me. That never happened. I can see. No matter what happens, I... And by the way, Jesus came to him later and then ministered to him, didn't he? And the man continued to follow the Lord. But, but this, is so, uh, this is so good and parallels the attitude that Pilgrim has. Look, this burden is worse than that slew. All the things that you've threatened me with, I just want to be rid of this burden. I want deliverance. And so the man responds. He says, I can direct you to obtain what you desire. Without the dangers that are in the way you run into, yea, and the remedy is at hand. Instead of those dangers, you will meet with much safety, friendship, and content. <laughs> Pilgrim responds, sir, please open this secret to me. I, I want to know. Worldly wise man says, in yonder village named morality. There dwells a gentleman whose name is Legalist, a very judicious man. His skill is to help men with such burdens as are on your shoulders. He has much knowledge and has done a great deal of good helping those who are crazed in their wits by their burdens. His house is not quite a mile from this place. If he is not home, his son is a nice young man named Civility. There you will be eased of your burdens. When you are eased of your burdens, send children and have them to learn of morality. There are many houses there that now stand empty. Provision there is cheap and good, and you will live by honest neighbors. Now think about what he's saying to him. The answer is not the path you're going. You just need to live a moral. Just keep the law. Do the best you can. Be civil. One or better. Before you came to Christ. You are religious, you are a good person. 
And yes, you discovered that when I keep my nose clean, when I, when I do what I'm told, when I go to church once in a while, when I do those things, yeah, life, life just works a little bit better. It's just easier. And maybe looking back, somebody that you know or you yourself, your burden wasn't as heavy. You know, an addict, he's got a heavy burden. Somebody who's, who's oh, the way of the transgressor is hard. So even an unsaved man who's not as transgressing as much, his life is a, her life is a little easier. And see, worldly wise man is saying, that's the answer. It's religion. But I've talked to a whole lot of Maybe a complete turn for morality and living for themselves. So live, live in the town of morality. And yeah, if you're, you surround yourself with other moral people, you're, you'll probably have nicer neighbors. Does it take away your burden of sin? Not at all. So let's close. The worldly wise man may agree with modern thought that promotes self-esteem and good feelings about yourself or the moralistic thinking that God will ultimately accept those who try to keep the law, live civil lives, and do good to their fellow man. God probably just accepts. Again, it's true that life is safer and smoother for those who do right or try to do right. I mean, that this is God's earth. We're made in God's image, and, and God does honor his word. However, no good works can remove the intense burden of sin's guilt. It just... that it's hard. also very difficult for a religious man to get into heaven. Why? Because he thinks that before God, somehow he's measuring up and he doesn't quite feel the burden. Which is interesting, if you study John chapter 4, when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, why did he do that? Don't kid yourself, this good Pharisee was under the burden of sin. That's why he came. And he starts sounding religious. And what does Jesus do? Right through it and says to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So, and I, I'm sorry, that, that happened, that was John 3. John 4 is the woman at the well. She didn't need so much convincing because of the great burden. Now, she's, she's coming to a well at a different time when the other one, women weren't there because of her shame. She also had a great burden. Nicodemus comes at night because of reputation. It's the same principle, and in both cases, what does Jesus do? He puts the spotlight, the finger, on the burden of guilt, of sin. And it's when they're willing to accept that, acknowledge that before the Lord, then they're able to be saved. And so let's conclude tonight. Do you sense a kind of zeal in the voice of worldly wise men? These that you, you even hear them, these 
these commentators on, on major networks, they seem pretty convincing about what they think and believe, don't they? They're, they're just sure that this is true. But if they're not agreeing with Scripture, they're a worldly wise man or woman. Okay? And Paul confronted that zeal as well as that thinking of the worldly wise man in his day over in Romans chapter 10. And I just want us to go there. We're going to read this passage and then we'll close. Just give me a couple more minutes here. Romans chapter 10. And it's in this passage that Paul really is confronting the entire nation of Israel. These Judaizers, these people that were convinced, I, I don't have any problems, I don't have any burdens, because I'm working to keep the law of Moses. But they were lost. And Paul starts out the passage, I'll just begin in verse 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for God for Israel is that they might be saved. What's that mean? They're lost. Now here's, here's what he goes on to say. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. See, there's the zeal. But not according to knowledge. The knowledge of what is true. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. See, they still have the burden and they're trying to relieve the burden by saying, I'm righteous. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's the only way the burden gets lifted. Verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that... What's the last word? you got to believe. you got to believe. And so there's your answer. And as, as Pilgrim continues to come to these people and interact with these people, what Bunyan is helping us to see is... Just the turmoil and the struggle, sometimes the, the battle that takes place in the soul as people grapple with this burden of sin. And what's so clear from Pilgrim's Progress is that it's not until he gets through that gate, up that path, and comes to the foot of the cross, there's sweet deliverance. He's a free man. So with Bible school upon us, with you going back tomorrow morning, people made in the image of God who do not have the righteousness of God are under a burden. And you're there to be the evangelist. You're there to be the help. Pull them to Christ. Bring them to Christ. Let's be faithful in directing others to Him. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for our time again tonight. Thank you for using John Bunyan and uh, Lord, his incarceration and yet his focus on you during that time to teach us. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and God's word has had an impact on your life as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.